Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I am your host, John Yamasato, and joining me today is Mr. Kaoshima Bukuro. How's it? Devin Nakoba. What's up? And in a little while, we're going to have Mr. Del Beasley yeah. with us today. One of my favorite musical yes, artists. Sir. I looked up to him a lot when wow. I was uh, coming up. Oh, oh. Uh, you know, Green Rose Hula is basically basically his arrangement. Yeah. A little tweaks <laughs> here and there, but uh, you know, that's uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Sure. But before we begin, we can remind our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. And you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com for any inquiries or any questions about the show that you may have. Now, if you'd like to donate, help the show, see what's going on with the channel, just be a part of everything, you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help to determine who and what is filmed. From last week, we have... I don't know if we ever thanked Kenny. No, we didn't. Okay, so Kenny, thank you so much. Thank you. And Johnny, who are two new Patreon subscribers. Yeah, so... Cool. um, But I couldn't remember them last week. I didn't have my paper. Yeah. Without the paper, you're you're useless. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll remind everybody that uh, this Thursday, we're having our next Twitter stream... Or Twitch stream, I should say... And my friend Andy Wang is going to be joining me. Andy is from New Jersey, slacky player from yeah. New Jersey, who's wow. visiting. So I figured. <laughs> Don't heard the name in. The joke started to come already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tried not to. <laughs> I'd love to have a name like that. Yeah. So, uh, so Andy's going to be joining us on Thursday, uh, 5.30 to 8 on Twitch. Uh, you can subscribe. And also, uh, I'll be putting a link. We have a video now that can show you how to subscribe for free using your Amazon Prime account. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we got it all set up now. Yeah, I was uh, trying. It's not that easy to it's, do it's it, not, man. It's not super simple. Yeah. but Because yeah, it's free, that's why. They don't want you to get it yeah, 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 free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but it, it, it works. Oh, and uh, also don't forget to uh, rate the podcast, please. Um, five stars or more. If you can't do five, then don't, don't worry about it. You're cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank no you, need. Devin. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> yes. All right, thank you to Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. Uh, they can do landscaping work, sprinkler systems, all that kind of stuff. I'm actually meeting with Kevin on Friday. Oh, cool. Because we have a house in Manoa that we may be selling and uh, curb appeal. Needs a curb uh, appeal with the, with the uh, foliage and things like that. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And so Kevin's going to come down and give us some, uh, some help. And of course, Fort Ruger Market. Yeah. There's a special right now, chicken long rice bowl, 15% off. If you go to either Fort Ruger Market, my Instagram, Devin's Instagram, Kyle's Instagram, High Life Instagram, or High Sessions Instagram, and just take a snapshot of the coupon ah. that'll be on our store. You go to F- Fort Ruger, you show them the coupon, okay. 15% off a chicken long rice bowl. Nice. Find Devin, Kumu94.7, and you can go to highlife808.com for Kyle. It's not that bad. That was five minutes. Well, yeah. Yeah. It okay. was ten. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. We're going to wake Del up now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Wow. 15% chicken long rice. I might just have to leave this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. You know what the thing that's good about the chicken long rice? Because I've eaten it a bunch of times yeah. already at Fort Ruger. Yeah. They put a lot of like chicken meat in there. Yes. It's yes. Like, and it's like good sized pieces. Yeah. Too, the so the chicken in the front of it actually makes sense. Right. Because sometimes yeah. you get 
chicken long rice, but it's actually long rice chicken. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> green onion long rice soup. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. This one is it is it's Indian for real chicken long rice. Yeah. Yeah. So Del, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking the time to come out oh, here. Of course, bro. So Del Beasley, he's a award-winning musician. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran of the Hawaiian music scene. He's kind of done it all. Uh, he's a savant when it comes to music because he can do the Hawaiian stuff all the way to the pop stuff to um, songwriting, song playing. Your main instrument though is guitar, right? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but um, wrote some classic songs that we can talk about. But uh, how have you been? Oh, I've been good actually. I mean, just you know, I've got that uh, body by COVID, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you, know? you been? You have just been staying at home. Um. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, in the beginning, yeah, like everybody else. But you know, I'm a, I'm an essential worker, so I was out and working. So it's kind of that was weird. I'm bo- You're board of water supply, right? No, no. I'm a, I'm a longshoreman. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I'm done with the board of water supply. I kind of retired from there. I Not see. kind of. I did. I'm, I'm out of there. I've <laughs> he been retired out. and then goes to work for longshoremen, which yeah. is even more work. Yeah. Than so. Board of water supply. Yeah, I've been on the docks for about oh, maybe a total of 18 years now. I wow. see. Wow. Yeah. Which I, I, one? Um, a cape. Okay. Yeah. How do you like? Don't you have to wake up early for that? Oh, you wake up early. You wake up late. You wake up late. You wake up early. I see. I mean, you know, we work shifts, so I go nights and days, long days, long nights. Huh. Ah, you get used to it, you know. That's the one thing I could never do. That's why I could never do Devin's job because he's constantly oh, yeah. waking, waking up, up at early. four a.m. Was he at three o'clock in the morning? No, no, no. Like. 4.30. See, that's and when you get good at it because the junk guys wake up at 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just walk in. They start early. Right. Yeah. Yes. Now, you've always been one of these guys who've always have worked, the regular job, and has been playing music. Yeah. Yes. And so how has that been, like, trying to manage both? Oh, it's tough. I mean, I used to play six nights a week. and Really? Yeah. Well, okay, so Kyle was, when I got here, Kyle was saying, you know, I know Dell, I know his songs and stuff, and but I was kind of looking through his history. He's always been a solo artist. He's never been like with a band, at least uh, that he could find. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I started out with a band, and we were the side order band. Oh, and that's I, right. That was actually a joke because um, it was myself, Chris Kamaka. Yeah. This guy, Asa Young, and uh, Brian Tolentino. I remember this band. Yeah. You guys played together with Pure Heart, right, in side order one, one time. Well, well, I don't think so side order was around when jake yeah when 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 dinosaurs walk, walked the earth <laughs> oh, okay. you know you remember when a ter- when a pterodactyl was the state bird <laughs> yeah but um yeah so it started like that so we right. we held court at um the willows restaurant and that was six six uh six days a week wow yeah wow. it was crazy met some neat people though i mean you know like joan collins and um I had a bunch of people that came through, a lot of politicians, you know. So it was kind of like... The, the, was that the strolling musician time? Yeah, we were then? strolling. And then we'd do a cameo set where I'd actually play piano. Really? Oh, everything in C, bro. I can play in C, that's it. Yeah, all the white keys, right? Yeah, all the white keys, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I tell everybody. I can play anything in C. Yeah. Wait, okay, so... Wow, you're throwing me off now. Because <laughs> I remember you from the 90s. You were very close with Israel, oh, yeah. Marco Vivo Ole. Yeah. Helped write some songs for him. Right. So, how did you get. Uh, let's walk back a little bit. So, from high school on, when, how did you get into music? Oh, geez, I, I, you know, I, I got. 
I was into music as a, a young kid, man, like six, seven years old. So okay, the way it started is my grandparents were um, really good musicians, so they they did teach an ukulele class. But I was left-handed. I'm left-handed. I'm ambidextrous, but I played left-handed as a kid. Yeah. So they came home one day and bought a bunch of cases for their ukulele class, and somebody forgot that there was a ukulele in one of those cases. So I scored that ukulele. It was my first instrument. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yes, yeah, and it was it was rubbish, man. It was just like something that you'd start your hibachi with, you know. <laughs> There's, but anyway, so uh, we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. So gra- <laughs> grandma couldn't teach me left-handed. Little did she know is if she just stood and played in the mirror, it would have been oh. fine. Oh. So they flipped me over and made me play right-handed. So I play right-handed now. I wish I stayed that way, left, because as I grew up, I kind of admired left-handed players just because they have a different attack, you know, different sound, you know. They're, they're down, they're, they're downstroke or whatever you want to call it is like an upstroke for, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, a righty, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we're playing upside down. We didn't have enough money to change it to left-handed strings. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, we've had uh, a couple of guys come in that were lefties. Hmm? And yeah, it is, it is kind of a nice, different sound. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But, I mean, so, you know, it's kind of progressed. Actually, I started um, when I was 14 years old. Actually, the first group I played with was a group called Naleo or Nanakuli. So I lived in a homestead with my grandparents. And across the street was a group that... Uh, was Naleo Nanakule at that time, but they went on to be Third World Delight. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So okay. part of Naleo Onanakuli was um, Kevin Kwan, who is Leonard Kwan's son. So Leonard Kwan is a you know, great slack key slack master. Key guy, He's the yeah. guy that, yeah. you know, uh, credited with writing Opihi Moi Moi, which is kind of like, uh, you know, the classic. Everybody learns it when you're learning mm-hmm. Kiwaalu. And then part of that band was John Koko. Because oh. John used to, we all used to live next to each other. Oh, wow. And then the, the Rabanis brothers were the rest of the group. So I started when I was 14. And I was just thinking about it coming over here. So I've been actually playing for like, I mean, on a stage here and there, about 45 years now. Wow. It's long. Yeah. Wow. Hence the white hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and it just progressed from there. I met Israel as a, when I was in high school because his dad and my dad coached football. And um, my dad was part of the first uh, peewee team in Wai'anae called the Makaali'is. Okay, okay. So, you know, there was a... So, um, Israel and Skippy's dad became the head coach, I think, maybe um, two years after the, the first Makali team. And, you know, and then we just kind of... Our friendship grew from there, and it's, you know... We've been uh, buddies ever since then, you know, and I'm just fortunate enough to be around him, be around the family, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we had great times, you know, some some that we can't talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Especially yeah. when involved. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we got to we got to protect the guilty so we don't change the names. <laughs> well, so where, um, you know, you were talking about Slack Key as well. I mean, mm-hmm. where did all of your different musical influences come from as far as playing guitar? Ooh, who taught you? You what know, style? I, 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 when it comes to playing guitar, um, my dad's a great ukulele player. I mean, you know, he plays. What is that style? Like, a, like that Benny Chong, that all those jazz, oh, the that jazz, jazz style okay. with yeah. all those passing chords. Yeah, my grandmother too. Oh, my grandmother was like my grandmother was a piano player, 
you know but they that's the way they played they grew up i mean that's that's their time they everybody played like that my grandfather played like that you yeah, know yeah you, you when you're coming up in the music business you think you think everything starts with you right so you kind of you kind of look back but then i remember that yeah all the going to Kauai and and talking to the tutus and stuff and they play and they, they get on the piano and then they start playing these classic hawaiian songs but it's really jazzy the way it they, is. they do it you it know is. And it's like wow it's, it's nice it's, yeah they, it is i mean um, hawaiians um as far as well, how am i gonna say this their interpretation of of, of chords and stuff and, and yeah. how they would experiment and put it together i mean you know you hear all the you know six the nines mm-hmm. major sevens then it got all these passing chords where you diminish passes and those minor passes to get into the next chord pretty amazing if you listen to a lot of the old stuff yeah you hear those really quick changes so you know i, I feel just, like i feel like right now hawaiian music is pigeonholed into like cg an F kind of thing, but right. but it's not the and old no, style. Like yeah. the, there was a lot of yeah yeah nuance to yeah. it. Yeah, I mean yeah. you know if you played with, or been around people like um, Kuki Among or um, Uncle Hiram Olsen or Cy Ludington, Sonny Nicholas, these guys were like, <laughs> they were they were really really progressive when they played. It, mm-hmm. it could be a, a you know a one four five song you know uh-huh. a three chord song. But it didn't sound like a three-chord song yeah. when they played it because there were a lot of, you know, um, what do you well, call Well, they're walking, that? right? They're yes. walking from the yes. one to the four yes, exactly. to the five. So. Exactly. Where do you think their influence came from? That sound? Bia. <laughs> Primo. <laughs> Bia and Beach. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I think that was just a time i mean my dad then would listen to people like chet atkins and stuff that was mm. you know their time i i don't know who the jazz players were back then that like benny chong and his uncle cookie among listened to you know and you know the great thing is they're passing that stuff on to guys like Hale Haku and stuff yeah you know and so that thing will never die but i i love to hear hawaiian music with that that jazz influence and that that little swagger that swing or whatever it is you know it's kind of that's kind of like where i like to to play hawaiian music at um and you know there's a time for it and there's a time not to do it too right some stuff should just stay straight out and be that three chord song it's funny uh you mentioned hale we do this thing <laughs> yeah. at, at the end of every podcast and you're gonna do it too where we ask um three desert island discs you know Holly had the most eclectic. Oh my gosh! Three disc. I would ever wear. Didn't he add like three more? He added like yeah. He added three more. Spanish guy. We're like, what? Oh yeah. Yeah, his influence is like vast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he just um. Holly goes deep, man. But but he listens to I mean the stuff. If if you follow him and he and, and pick up on some of his posts and listen to the guys that are playing. Some guys are these like um. Oh, what is it like? Uh, they're kind of just one area guys, you know. Yeah. They're really popular in this area of, of yeah. the continent or whatever, or yeah. this area of the world. But you gotta listen to the guys. He's got there. He's got some jazz players like from um, Brazil and, and they, mm-hmm. you know they play yeah, that por- that Portuguese stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know that um, the samba and stuff. But it's, it's really. I mean, I, I guess I call it like a. It's more Portuguese if you ask me. Some of the movements that they make, uh, they uh, do. Uh-huh. So it's, well, see, it's but you're—I cool. mean, you're even your knowledge of 
of the history of the Hawaiian music right. comes from, right? And uh, down to chord progressions, down to I mean the the stuff that you're talking about the uh-huh. the, the uh-huh. tempos and all that. Is that something that you had to learn from your tutu? You know, like a lot that? a lot of it. I guess the basics came from my grandparents, okay. my my dad, you know, my mom. But a lot of it was just kind of with with the cats I played later on, from maybe like from age eighteen till now. Yeah, I mean, I, you still you never ever not learning music. It's always progressing. Right, and um, I just I, I've been fortunate to be around good people that could explain it to me because I'm I'm, I'm not a guy that. You know, there's Julie Hard, and then there's me, Julie Hard. <laughs> I went to Julie Hard. So, you know, they, they, it was easy for them to ex- explain things to me, like circular fits. I, I didn't know what a circular fit was. It was, you know, B minor, E7, A minor, D7, and go back to G and then do it all again, you know? Stuff like that. I didn't know what it was that. Thirds. What's a third? I don't know. That's the third gear on your cards. That's almost before you hit the freeway, right? You know? All right. But, um, yeah, along the way, and it was it was later on, I would say, probably from my late 20s to now, that's where all that mm. chord knowledge, um, how to put it together. Early on when I wrote, a lot of the, you know, when you write a song, there's that, that, that place maybe you get stuck or it needs something or it needs a lift, it needs a real... All those chords were formed by mistake. Mm. You know, in my case, you just kind of go and you doodle and you fiddle and you're like, oh, wow. And you hit yeah. something. I don't even know what it is. I mean, I've had chords that I, I don't know what it is. Mm. <laughs> and then, then somebody told me, oh, what's the chord shape? Well, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I cannot tell you, boo. <laughs> so, so you meet, uh, you have all these amazing musicians around you mm-hmm. some of them went on to be full-time musicians mm-hmm. um did you ever like uh travel with is or do oh yeah yeah because you, you guys did play quite a bit together right yeah i mean you know i mean a fair amount you know we did i've done a show um, i know the i think might have been like maybe only second time to uh the mainland so i played in that show with him up there you know and he's always, you know, he's always brought the magic, you know. He's mm-hmm. always had that, the, the gift of gab and that voice and the wit, you know, his wit was quick, you know. I, pre- I have that same type of, I don't know if it's a gift. Sometimes it's a gift, but sometimes it's a curse because you're so fast that you're too fast. <laughs> you <laughs> kind of mess it up, many, man. I, you heard, know? I, I don't know how many times I've heard you live. You tell the joke, you go, que wera, you going to get him. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Think about it, guys. Think about <laughs> Just it. Just think about it. It'll be there yeah. in a second. Let's not all laugh at once. <laughs> you and him playing together must have been like a comedy show, too, at the same oh, time. Oh, we had some right? good ones. Yeah. We had some good ones on stage, but a lot of the comedy was like off the mic. Like, you know, when you reach me, and we're talking. And yeah, that kind of <laughs> But I, I tell you what, just hanging out with him, that's one of the funniest guys I knew. I mean, I mean, there was, you know, one story where. Um, um, this person um, was blind and somebody was looking for him until he came by and asked us, hey, have you seen so-and-so? And Israel goes, no, but I don't think he's seen us either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that, I mean, we, had, we had some good ones. I mean, it just, it just was funny. I mean, it, it, even he, even the guy laughed. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, you know, we do some uh, crazy stuff. But when we sat down and did music, 
that's magic. I don't know if I, I've, you know, I tell this story wherever I go, but um, we, you know, Over the Rainbow was big for him, right? You know, uh-huh. I was just, yeah. you know, going there, play the ukulele and, and, um, and go. But we had already recorded it on his first actual so- right. solo album. Right. Yep, yeah. yeah, so that was a real percussive um, arrangement, you know, a lot of percussion. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of movement. It was kind of upbeat and stuff. It was kind of neat. It was kind of cool. So I, I played guitar on that. And then when he uh, broke away, when that big breakup thing, mm-hmm. you know, which, mm-hmm. you know, he did what he had to do. And yeah. it's all good. Every, everything's good. But um, he decided to revisit that song. And so, you know, we would, we would fiddle with it and stuff at his apartment up in Amana Street. Uh, Uncle Mo would walk in, and Uncle Mo would play his, you know, whatever. Um, what's that song? A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful world. And Uncle Mo would right, go right. and play, and you know. But one night at about two o'clock in the morning, Israel comes up, and I used to live in the homestead in Nanakuli. And you know, when somebody comes up at two o'clock in the morning, it's one or two things. They like borrow money or you owe money. <laughs> one or <of the> two. <laughs> nah, just playing. But he comes in and sits in the kitchen and asks me if I have a tape recorder. And back then, you know the dual tape recorders yeah. just came oh, out. I yeah, had yeah, one from yeah, Sears Roebuck, man. Yeah. And so he says, "Ah, just like you know, he wants to lay down." You know, John knows before we didn't have access to telephones, so everything was work tapes, right? You, you'd make a tape and, uh, yep. you know, make a reference That's so that you wouldn't forget it. Yep. Yeah. So the the rendition or the version that you hear that was recorded is the same thing he did in my kitchen at two o'clock in the morning. So wow. technically, I have the first recording of that version. Oh, wow. Did you know how special it was when you first heard it? Not really. Mm. I, 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 I didn't think it was going to be that big. But when he went into the studio, when he started doing that first album, um, Facing Future. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we were like some of the, probably the last few people that recorded at Mountain Apple up at Palihua, up in the mountain. Mm-hmm. So I went in to lay down tracks and he had already done that track, but he did it at... Um, Audio resource. Oh, I guess it was audio resource that time on Tony's Young place. Street. Yeah, Tony's place. Eh? Yeah, Tony's place. So, but it just so happened I was up in the mountain. Milan was behind the board. Yeah, yeah. running the board, and um, and I heard it. They were playing it. I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Did I know it was going to be that big? No, no. You yeah. know, yeah. Because maybe two people that didn't know him, it was like, "Wow." But I heard him play like that his whole life, just yeah, his ukulele. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know what I mean. For me, it's like, wow, that's good. Yeah, right on, right. You know what I mean. But I, I yeah. can imagine if maybe I hadn't be privy to that, you know, uh-huh. then I, I, I think probably it would have um, hit me like it hit the world, mm-hmm. you know. And really, when you think about it, that's one of the songs that helped us to um, expand our music into different markets especially like in Europe and stuff and in Germany I mean if you follow that thing where it went it's amazing man how yeah, much you yeah. know I remember uh, hearing it on a Meet Joe Black oh yeah how was that picture, and I had chicken skin yeah because it very had end. nothing to do with Hawaii or anything and that he, song he, just came on and I was like wow that is unreal how he, far that yeah. song went you know it was funny because um, John DeMello calls and says hey hey he's you know this is bad it's gonna be on Joe Black so we go, we buy, you know, he goes and buys a bunch of seats and we all come there, the family's all over there. <laughs> I, I never know the song was going to come out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I hear right. about three buckets popcorn and three bags full of cocky, bully. <laughs> 
looks crazy. But when it came out, I mean, you know, my my kids were with me. Um, um, I, I believe Israel's wife was there, but whoever was there from the Mountain Apple Company and all the family and friends, everybody just had a, you know, was tearing because, yeah. yes, that's a, just a huge accomplishment yeah. Yeah. To, to, to be there. And then I think he also had, what was the toy thing he had? Oh, the toy thing? The toy? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, he had the a commercial. There was a commercial. That, I want to say eBay, but I don't oh. know what well, it was. He was, also, he was also on ER. Yeah, 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 that's Yeah, that's Yeah, I forgot what it was. It was, it was that's a right. some sort that's of the best ER too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and it's still going to this day, man. Yeah, somewhere, some place, it's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometime, yeah. I mean, I do. You know, I tell that story when I play out, especially in Waikiki or whatever mm. at Alani, and I tell that story. And as soon as we play that thing, man, you can hear. You can hear a pin drop, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's just that's how captivating that thing is, and I don't play it exactly like him, mm -hmm. but it's just do, that. Do you do the the lyrics correctly, or? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna plead the fit on that, <laughs> Mister. Sorry, honor, sorry, just just joking, <laughs> yeah, about, just joking. No, 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 no. That's and you know what? I think that's the beauty of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How raw it was. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the best, um, the biggest hits have flat notes in them mm -hmm. yeah the solos are like somebody hits the wrong note and and and, and that becomes like the hook man yeah it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a trip how yeah. you know i don't think music has to be perfect it just has to feel good man yep that's why i'm all i've always have been of the um uh my philosophy is it's the song not the equipment oh yeah you know yeah guys spend tons of time on their equipment you know and it's like man just work on your songs if yeah. you get good songs it doesn't yeah matter. yeah i mean yeah i i mean i mean i give you a prime example i play a lot with my cousin dwight can okay? oh yeah so i'll show up Great and you know I, yeah he's you know played with peter moon played with all the big ones and he's got hands man mm. yeah so, here we are we show up i mean we got this box yeah pre-amp yeah delay all right blah 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 Dwight shows up with a you know quarter inch cord and just smokes everybody <laughs> you know what I mean so so what is it is it equipment or is it in the hands is it in a way you, you know you, you your your attack on an instrument because I don't care how chunk a sound system that guy plays on he always sounds good mm. so it can't be the equipment it's yeah. gotta be gotta be the artist another guy's lead yeah, yeah, yeah. Kapana yeah, yeah. shows up, and he's another guy who can go with just a quarter inch. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. a few of them that just plug in and boom. Yeah, yeah. you know, and there's guys like me that, oh man, we need the rosary before <laughs> we go on stage, baby. <laughs> well, speaking of yourself, uh, what's the plan now? I know COVID's kind of um, oh. dampened everybody's plans, but uh, are you recording anything? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I actually am. I just, you know, it's been a while, but. It's kind of like, I guess during the time I re was recording, you know, it's big to have, you know, synthesized sounds and blah, 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 and drums and all this. But I think I've lasted because I can, I can handle playing acoustically yeah. or, yeah. you know, just guitar and voice type stuff. So I've laid down maybe about three tunes already. I really don't know what route to go because, you know, obviously the CD route is kind of like ancient stuff, right? Yeah. You know? So you, you play nowadays uh, Waikiki and you 
even giveaway CDs, people are like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you put your drink on top, bro. <laughs> so you don't stay in the core table. <laughs> put your drink on top. Did I read correctly that you wrote a COVID song during COVID? Or is, did you just oh, wrote no, a... I no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I You know, um, when it comes to writing, I think... I didn't know at the time what I was doing. I was just copying the melody line. But I guess when when Weird Al Yankovic started doing stuff, you know, then I learned that oh, that's a parody. Yeah. yeah. So parodies were easy for me. I mean, you know, <laughs> I grew up writing stuff like to like Gilligan's Island and stuff like that, like, um, like Flipper and what else, Adam's Family and stuff like that. Just nice. local, kind of localizing. Another one of my heroes, Weird what? Al Yankovic. Weird Al, yeah. yes. yes. Who, who's that? Weird Al. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I loved yeah. Weird Al, and, and I, I tell people the story all the time. I've never, I've never been starstruck until I saw Weird Al at Whole Foods in Maui. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh my god, what do I do? You know? <laughs> but I didn't want to bother him. He was with his family and stuff. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. But yeah, I mean, I I think he's a pretty good musician too. Yeah, he's out. a really good he's musician. A hammer, but you know, I mean, that's how competitive it is. Look where he had to go. To get his yeah. due, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get his due, so that was pretty cool. But I mean, I used to write like what was the one? Oh, like like flipper, you know, the you know, all the fairy dust and then I would go like, uh, everyone knows what happens to you if you make daddy really who he'll pull on your ears until you scream, then flip you over his knee and use his slipper, slipper faster than lightning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I couldn't believe he had sugary speed. You could have been the Hawaiian weird out. Oh yeah, I guarantee I probably still can. But yeah, I, uh, getting back to the COVID thing, yeah, I did because there was a time when the, you know, okay, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> you guys better wake up. <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, we started going that way, and then and then I saw this like, uh, and it was a big like party at White Mayor. Guys are jumping off yeah. the rock and stuff. So I just oh. kind of went off. I jeez, I even, I ain't the thing. The thing was sung to like, um, what's that? That Fate Yanagi tune. Oh, yeah. uh huh. Yeah. So what did they do? Yeah. And then I sang it like the governor, bro. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. So, this is a story about the day Hawaii cried. <laughs> The COVID numbers puka through the sky. To the whole thing, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because uh, I'll, I'll say it now. I apologize to the listeners a little bit because we're definitely going to get some wind in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can hear it through the thing, but I mean, it's just the reality of the moment. We're not, we're back up on the numbers. And so uh, we're back here outdoors. we are. We're back out on the yeah, lanai, and yeah. it uh, happens to be a windy day as well. <laughs> a week after going. Well, we have a studio now. So I know. That's where we'll probably be coming from. <laughs> yeah, so, so Del, yeah, we, so we built out an actual like studio for the podcast in my friend's house. It's it's really nice, but we can't go there right now because it's enclosed and right. air conditioned. Right. I and mean, so, you know, hopefully, um, yeah. Just gotta adjust the sails a little bit, eh? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we gotta adjust the sails. We don't get change the wind or the or the waves or the tide, but we can change the sails a little bit. That's right. Yeah, we just gotta work with what we got. Yeah. So we can. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? We can be. We can just be all whole hum and go sit down in, in a blanket in in a room and read your blanket and suck your thumb. Or, <laughs> you know, you can get outside in and doing podcasts in one garage. I yeah. mean, one patio. Yeah. It's all good. 
All right, I have a habit of, of stepping on both of you guys with your questions. No. So I have something else, but uh, no. I want to... Well, I wanted to ask about... Okay. John mentioned that you wrote a famous Israel song, Hawaiian Superman. Yeah. What, what is the story behind that? <laughs> who, was it, who was it meant for when you wrote okay, it? Okay, so the story is everybody has a, a, a man's room, right? So I went in to clean my man's room because stuff was all over the place. I mean, it was like that kind of Iniki came through that room, you know? You know, that <laughs> yeah. room where... Uh-huh everything is that's my room you're not gonna tell me nothing if i like walk inside and drop my clothes on the on the ground i'm gonna drop my clothes i'm gonna leave them right there okay so it's all messy so i go in there to clean it up i find a pamphlet and just so happens well it's a booklet and it's legends hawaiian legends and i i just i mean, revisited it that thing i mean i knew the legend but it just so happened i opened it up and it came out and i was thinking jeez how are the kids gonna know this? Is that that brown book with the petroglyph on it? It has a petroglyph. Yeah. The mine one was like kind of like red, kind of ali'i colors. It was kind of red, yellow, and whitish. I, I kind of remember. But that. it did have yeah. that. Yeah. Had a petroglyph on it. It did have that. You know, it's only yay thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and then the rest is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oi, pray. Yo, one thing is another. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now, oh, good. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. So, where are we? Oh, pamphlet. found the pamphlet. Oh, the pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, any moment, Fan Man is gonna jump. I know. Blower <laughs> Man is gonna come on, right? Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We'll okay. Let's let's proceed. So the pamphlet. So I find a pamphlet, open it up, and start reading, and then you know that that um, that myth or legend, whatever you want to call it, jumps out. So, you know, I think as I've grown older, I, I kind of realized that my purpose as a composer or hakumele, whatever you want to call it, is to chronicle time, space, events, you know, where we were, where we are, where we headed, that kind of stuff. It's kind of falling into my lap. Hey, think about True, brown, brown man blues and all that yeah. stuff. It's kind of the mm, same. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, and, and really a lot of these songs now, I mean, I've written them a long time ago, but you know, they've come to fruition. I mean, they were they were already there, Still but relevant. it's even yeah, yeah, it's even yeah, it's even more of a reality, you know, the, the, the what what I talked about. But when it came to Maui, um, Hawaiian Superman was like, Wow, well, how am I gonna get this to the kids? Mm. So, you know, you build this this character based on Superman because of the acts that he performed and it, you know things happen like like that all my all the songs that were big for me happened quick i don't know if when you write i don't know if it comes really quick or you got to go and revisit it or the ones that i feel are good come quick yeah and yeah. i think everybody's like that yeah you know and if if there's tweaking to be done it's just a little yeah. you know you go back and oh, maybe change a chord maybe change one one word yeah you know I mean, there there have been things that, like, um, I've had a general idea, and I'm just missing something, and then I'll run it by Justin or Jake or something, and I've had them tell me, oh, you just gotta um, end, like, you're not, you're not hitting back to the major note, you know, and then I just, it's like, oh, that was it, that was, okay, now that works, you know, so I've had other guys come in. It's crazy, and most times when that happens, it's, it's like, we as we as the writer were looking for too much yeah mm. yeah, yeah and it yeah. reverts reverts back to simplicity and to keeping it simple and you know i think you know gabby painui that was one of his famous things you know 
what was Kisa? Keep it simple, silly. Mm. <laughs> Other words were used, but keep it simple. I remember Cyril telling me that, you know, yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great song. And uh, so, but were you playing it? And is this like, yeah, I want to sing oh, that one. Or brother. Okay, okay. I, this is the story right here. <laughs> so, I had already written a song. And then I played it for him. And I think I had already given him Men Who Ride Mountains. But he asked oh, me yeah, to ask Men song. Who Ride that's Mountains. Right. Yeah, that's a good, I remember that. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah. that's... But let's let's stick with um, Hawaiian Super. So anyway, okay. So <laughs> he decides to um, that he's gonna go solo, and this is a time when that Hawaiian stuff was coming. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. needed something to, to penetrate that market and and kind of cross over from the rest of the stuff that was on the album. Okay, so he asked me for it, and of course I you know I was gonna do it, but at the time, a choice was made um, not to do it. Okay. Fine. So I listened and didn't do it. Best decision was that I let it fall in his lap. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, so I go home and I make the work tape for him. So you know when? Um, so once we, once again we go back to the Sears Roebuck uh, tape recorder, <laughs> yeah, the duel. Yeah. So we have the duel. I have a Fostex four channel recorder, and I have a PV uh, eight channel board. So I run my guitar to the board, my vocals to the board. I find a little one-eighth or whatever headphone jack to quarter inch and I put this keyboard in there and it's about this big maybe not even yeah, maybe 18 inches those little kawaii keyboard and this is yeah, when they okay. came out with that one touch feature where it play your drums and your piano or mm. whatever and it'll play, play you and pa- play your pattern but the keys were the size of a I mean, they weren't even an inch wide, you know, they were really tiny. Yeah. yeah. So this is how I lay it down because I didn't know how to track. So I play the guitar, I sing, and I press the one chord feature with the horn line. Oh, so you wrote the catch horns too? The original the original horn line went... And was just on recurring, I don't know, whatever that was. Yeah. And then he went. So Gaylord did that, but he came off of the original line. You know? Devin's laughing. Oh, sorry, the table. My bad. I was told not to I was told not to hit the table, but I'm uncoachable. When Natalie was here, oh my god. Natalie Kamau cannot not hit the table. She hit the table for the entire hour. My bad. Every story, bro. Okay. So no worries. Anyway, sorry, sorry, table. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Anyway. Are you so in anyway. a new studio? You yeah. can tap all you want. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Table yeah. solid wood. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to figure out, well, I'm, I'm playing guitar, right? That's two hands right there, right? Yeah. I'm singing. Well, I'm going to play the piano. I mean, I'm going to play that keyboard. So I put the keyboard on the ground. I take scotch tape. I break a clothespin. Oh and then I tape the clothespin to my toe. Oh, you did the Mike Love thing before Mike Love. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was looping before they was looping. <laughs> so I I put uh, one one on each big toe because to hit a minor chord you had to press two buttons. <laughs> and it took like hours to do, bro. I can imagine, yeah. But what? And, and yeah, and that's the work tape that I gave them so with the idea. 
and and the groove and so you everything. You couldn't find somebody to come and help you press. The no, 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 not not in the homestead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a true story, man. I played wow. the played the this tape too close, so I could get in and hit the keys. <laughs> yeah, so I remember like A minor, you had to hit the you had to hit the A note. And I think the note before it, like the G, so that it would form a minor. You know, I truly believe <laughs> those kind of complications made us better musicians. Probably. Because it was so frustrating to record stuff back. I mean, it must have been even worse for you because you're just a couple years older than me. Just a couple. Just a couple <laughs> just years a older than me. But even in my day, to redo stuff. And, oh, like, yeah, it was, there was a pain. No, You know, nowadays you just cut and paste things yep. and you just move yep. stuff around and stuff yep. back. So it... it forced you to be at least relatively prepared or good at your craft because mm. to sit mm. there for hours and hours and just repeat the same thing it would just crazy mind-numbing you know crazy i mean it took so. it took at least a couple of hours because one the clothespin would fall off that was one <laughs> and then you know you just slip and hit and now you're playing a different minor yeah 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 you know oh, okay yeah you're at b minor instead of a minor which it was written in you know so so now when you're doing these kind of things, are you up to date with technology or are you still using Scotch no, tape? I, I, no, I mean, <laughs> if, if, I mean, I'll use GarageBand, but I'll use just whatever the, what's that, uh, just the mic and yeah. I, I've never used the, the interface to plug a guitar in. I tried, but I'm horrible at tech, really, really yeah. bad. How, how'd you, how, how, how hard it is for you to do the learning curve, you know? You know, it's not that bad. I, I just think that um, I'm kind of a guy that likes to, to rush and I don't really want to spend the time trying to perfect finding a sound and stuff so what I'll do is I'll, I'll record it to click on GarageBand I'll lay down a simple version and then use that as my guide track if I go in a studio mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but now you know with the telephone or whatever it's really easy to to um, put ideas down I mean most of the time when yeah. I was when I was really writing and a lot of stuff would come would be when I'm driving because I never turned on the radio. It's kind of like I, I could drive from you know Waikiki to Makaha and not remember to drive because the whole time, oh, the wheels wow. are turning, you know. Wow. So there's no radio and and there's been times when I didn't have a recorder back then. I would have to pull off like in Kalihi or some place at a friend's house and hey, Rob, I can borrow you recorder. <laughs> I mean, true story. There's wow. a bunch of guys that can wow. vouch for me. One of them is Kata. I would mm. show up and I would take. You know whatever he had and you know a couple d batteries and <laughs> and and just go Play for there down. so now do you, you do you drive around the recorder now and i still car? do i mean the phone yeah. is easy well, so yeah, i still, I still do that you, do you do that too when you uh -huh. come ideas? yeah my, my voice memo is just full of like melodies and really? stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what but i never get to is there is there uh when you write is it more lyrics than like like melody? lyrics first melody first do they sometimes come all at once? To me, the better ones come all at once. But there are times when I'll hear a loop, and then so I'll sing it into the thing so that I'll rem so I remember mm -hmm. it. Because I mean, I'm a guy that can't play the same thing twice. Even like when I'm if I'm gonna play the lead on a song, and I'll nail something, I say, "Okay, do that again." I say, "What? Do what again?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to it and kind of analyze it, and then by that time, it loses it. Yeah, oh, because wow. it, comes, it doesn't come uh, natural. It's it's, it's, it's um, it comes becomes mechanical. Mm. Huh? Yeah, it's a trip. And because you, uh, because you write, you know, Hawaiian, you write contemporary. Do you you hear the song sometimes? and go, okay, this is a Hawaiian song. This is a contemporary song. This is, a, you know what I mean? Uh, I was just um, curious about that. 
I think after I set the original, when I put it in its, its original space, then mm. after that I'll try, I'll mess with it. But mm. most of the time you go back to what you first started with, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've played Brown Man Blues all kind of ways. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It, Because it just, I mean, it becomes fun to do, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. Rather than take it somewhere else, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I've learned nowadays when I um, sit down specifically to write, I just hit this thing yeah. on record and I just go because a lot of times I'll, I'm just impro- you know, you're just playing stuff and improvising and you're like, oh, I like that, yeah. and you try to like repeat what you just did and you're like, oh, frick, I, I can't yeah, quite remember can't, what I just you did, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. No, you're and right. And it's gone, and then it's right. gone forever. So at least if I record, I can go back and listen. You're right. To it. I mean, that's and that's. I kind of like recording like that too, you know, getting that organic feel. Yeah. You know, and, and doing it live. I mean, Jake and I just did a piece. Oh, you're on oh. The, the duets thing? Yeah. Nice. So I, I wrote oh, a piece nice. and that, that thing came out like killer. Nice. So I kind of, I played an E slack and then, you know, to ask an ukulele player to play an E. Yeah. I mean, that's the true testament of a real good ukulele player. I mean, anybody can play an E, but not everybody can play in E mm-hmm. or E flat or whatever it is, ukulele, any type yeah. of bar chords on a ukulele is, li- is a little, uh, especially that position. Yeah, you know that chord shape, like that. Um, <laughs> I guess on a guitar it would be like a, a like a B shape or you know something, uh-huh. any type of bar chord like that. But he kills it. I mean, just was really good though. No meet, no meter, no meter, and just rotate just and go and, and catch that performance wow yeah i thought i could do it in one crack but no i you know i kind of fudged here and there and, <laughs> but i i think i think everybody would really um like it it's a good it's a good um it's a good message song i guess i write like that you know and and really um the song is called kahalu Night," but um the story behind that is because i kind of write in hawaiian i, I try and come from a Hawaiian writer's perspective, where you can use, uh, you can make metaphoric references as your subject matter to describe your story and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, you know, using the moon, uh, the mountain, and all that, I describe this, um, what seems to be a love affair between the moon and the mountain, you know, okay. uh, the ocean and the shore touching each other like mm-hmm. that. But re- in reality, the story is that love and life is fleeting so share your love with the person that you need to hmm. before it's too late and it's gone mm-hmm. wow yeah because that's that's there, bro. oh bro not bad bro. On, yeah. why not <laughs> high school bro? yes sir you class know. of 79 80 and 81 baby. <laughs> yes sir tree caps tree gowns tree tassels and one ged baby <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know. Now that you mentioned that, you are, Dell is kind of a master at writing like a Hawaiian songwriter in English, which is very hard to do. Explain, like, so, explain a little bit. So, like, men who ride mountains, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, um, um, I don't want to say, but I don't know the word, but, you know, you talk about mountains, but it's really talking about waves, right? Um, and that's how Hawaiians write Hawaiian music. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, There's right. a lot of imagery the, 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 and yeah, color yeah, in it. Yeah, yes. yeah. But he's doing it in English. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, and like, that's really hard to do. Yeah. Really hard to do. I mean, just like that moon and the relationship mm-hmm. between that and the mountain. Yeah, okay, the, yeah, here's the mountain, you know, big and strong. And here's the, you know, that delicate, the delicate rays, which 
I see as the woman in this in this yeah, story, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you know. And yeah, you just kind of go like that. It's kind of you know, do it the best you can. And to me, there's no right and wrong in writing. It's just you, man. And oh, if that's great. And if people kind of take a joke, well, that's not on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's not on me. Oh, that's great that you're on that. So Jake, yeah, Jake is doing a duet album. Yeah, he's doing a bunch of stuff. I don't yeah. know when that's gonna come out. Yeah, he I, he really likes. It. He's told me he took took it home and you know people oh. cry when they hear it. Yeah, but oh, I mean cool. the message. You cannot miss the message with the the hook and the line. You know, mm. you he's can't miss the message. My brother did the same thing. My brother cried. Oh yeah. He said, "Oh yeah," and you know I had a I have an uncle that just recently passed, and one of the things that he used to always say to his grandkids is, "Hey." Come over here, hug me while Papa is still warm. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. And that that was uh, a big part of this summer, Uncle Tommy Mahaulu. Uncle Tommy, I love you, bro. I know you up there. All right. Yes. Nice. So you know, I draw on all those things. It's, it's, it's amazing how many people. There's a there's a this is a Japanese man that I know and I grew up with, and his uh, name is uh, Richard Kobashigawa, but we know him as Pachi. He was our coach. But see, in a community down Wainai, a lot of the Japanese down there were plantation Japanese. Mm-hmm. So they grew up singing Hawaiian music. Mm-hmm. So when I grew up, that whole getting back to the Makali's thing and, and, and Israel's dad, Israel's dad, Henry, was a good guitar player too. So after the football games, of course, we'd go up to his house. And Pachi would grab his auto hop and he's pigeon toed. He's stand <laughs> pigeon toed. And he sing all the old Hawaiian songs. And when he sing, he sing from the bottom of his heart, man, with all that gospel. And, you know, he recently passed, and I, I told the daughters, we all grew up together, I said, you know, your father was such a big influence on my life because he sang heart and soul, man. Mm. You know, all in, bro. Every time he sang, and I, I just can't remember the joy he had singing, and, and I always come back to that and, and draw on that, that, hey, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it's cool. supposed to be. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. yeah. We're influenced by those we are around. I mean, he don't know, but the first time I seen these guys was at one St. Louis fundraiser. It was him, Jake. Oh, I and, remember that. And Lepaka. And, oh, and I think it was me and Brian that would follow you guys. Yep. I'm pretty sure. But, bro, they were killing it. And I told Brian, oh, but these guys, he's mean. It's <laughs> the first time I ever, I, I, you know, everybody always got bass, but he's holding it down yeah, with yeah. the guitar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I like how you play, bro. <laughs> thank, thank you bro. I'm serious no I'm I serious bro. I mean your rhythm and stuff like that I, I, I can't strum to save my life because <laughs> I play only one you know I've played that folk style that three finger rolling arpeggio whatever see I never learned arpeggio to two years ago because I started hanging around with the lums <laughs> you know banging wang chang <laughs> Nick and Zach but can, so we're playing it's, it's, okay can you do that arpeggio thing what what <laughs> I just ate there last night. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, so, like I say, always learning. And I'm just happy I've been around plenty of good people, you know. Mm. I've do seen you, good acts and I've seen great acts. Do you, do you still keep in touch with uh, Mike Muldoon? Do you know whatever happened? Uh, once in a while, bro. He's really? Up in, yeah. He's somewhere between L.A. and Northern California. And he has his jazz combo with his kids, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. And Mike's playing a set. He's on a set. He's playing a set huh. and they play all his jazz. So one of the kids plays the bass and his other boy plays the piano. And they play okay. all his jazz stuff. But Mike's still 
Mike I'm still glad hits he's the doing well. Really? I, I mean, he, oh yeah. So those of you who are watching don't know Mike Muldoon. He was a percussionist here. They just kind of played with everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Played with Iz Israel, a lot. Yeah. He was a, a big lot. part of that group. Yeah. Really good sound. Played on all the first Kyle Crater Boys albums mm-hmm. and stuff. And he did, released an album called Ala Nui. Right. Ala Nui. Which mm-hmm. Del was on. Yeah. yeah. Ala and Del played yeah. Green Rose Hula. And that was, I mean, we wanted to be like Del Beasley. And, you know, it's one of these things, I don't know if we would have ever recorded it, but Lopaka ended up picking up his conga and he didn't, you know, normally you play it, you know, a conga sitting down and he turned it on the side, you know, so now he's hitting the, right, the side right, of it right, and hitting right. the, We thought, oh, that's cool, you know, so yeah. that's how we felt like we differentiated ourselves yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. from Del. But the whole arrangement is like, I tell you, you know, what, totally based the, on Dell's. The funny thing was, you know, Mike wanted to do this solo thing and he was working with Israel, so he, you know, gathered some money to do it. And so his, uh, I went in and we didn't really know what we were doing and I just played that 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 vamp uh-huh. and then Mike just same thing man he just I, I thought he only played one conga you know I, I don't think he played two and he just went off oh, man. Oh, yeah. and, and that's how that whole thing and that walk down that's all like that right album on the was spot, so good yeah, that it was, was really a great album yeah. Yeah. and it kind of came out of nowhere oh yeah. left field I mean, yeah because I remember yeah. I, I was still working at FM100 yeah. at the time and Feeling all right and all the stuff. Yeah, and feeling I, all right was who, cool, man. What, what is this? Saturday Where did this come from? It was just, yeah, I don't know. And then Ernie sounding like he's totally stoned. Yes. <laughs> Where's my baby? Where's everybody? That's right. That was on that album. It's called Alanui. It was, uh, it was a blue cover. It just yes. says Alanui on it. That's you right. had no idea. And then you start listening to the voices. I'm like, wait, that's Dell. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, that's Ernie. And then... It, um, how come John's on? I was yeah. I was tripping out because yeah. the Cruz brothers on there. You're we on all there. just jumped in and yeah, helped Mike and everybody because just... Mike always helped us. Oh. But I tell you what, man, to play with Muldoon, I mean, it's one of best percussionists I've so seen. So tasty. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. he did was just yeah. tasty. I mean, I've also played with with uh, Lopaka's dad. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And and here's the kicker, man. We're in um. Where were we? Foster City. We're in the mainland anyway. So we have this nice little combos. Myself, Kata. Tim Sukiyama was the sax player. Oh, okay. Maldun was a kunga player. But at that time, kunga, uh, he couldn't go. So Augie? Kata calls Augie. Wow. Wow. And Augie says, yeah, okay. So we go. We go. Augie calls this guy. His name is Armando Parasa. Okay. Armando Parasa is Santana's percussionist. Oh, wow. He's like the godfather of the conga to these guys. Yeah. He's the guy that that um, that molded that rhythm section, wow. that coached these guys up to play. So this guy comes in, he's just, just two 70-year-old men, bro. Yeah. And he's from Cuba, bro. Hey, look at him, man. You can't tell how old he is. His skin's smooth. He comes in, he's got, you know, the taxi driver hat. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I got a picture in here. I just shared it with somebody the other day. But um, he comes in with a trench coat, man. And it's kind of cold. So we start going. So we start playing. Um, uh, Teresa had that samba tune called Kill. And we start hitting it. And we kill it, bro. We kill it. So we go into this thing that lasts like 20 minutes, bro. We hit the break. And we're starting our break. And then we go into the Santana line of, you know, what is it? Dun, 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 dun. So it goes major, I don't know, it goes minor, major, major, something, minor, major, major. Anyway, so it's a real common um, Latin line. You know? It yeah. scales down, yeah, it yeah. scales down. It's like a full step thing going down. It's scale, but it's Latin. Mm. And so we're playing like this, and Augie, Augie plays the bongos. 
Okay. That guy jumps on a kumas and he's like, and he before that he tells you, you know, well I says Juno, <laughs> <laughs> Juno, you don't hit the kunga, you play the kunga. I say he's going off, you know, and it's like right before, so he sits down. So they're going to keep him, you know, samba, and then we bump, we buffs into the Santana, and we let it pop, pop, da, 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 one, two, and the two guys just go eight brothers. <laughs> I had never heard that thing played like that in my life. Wow. And to, to, to see the genius of the man. And the two guys are just looking at each other because they used to play together before. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and they just, yeah. and, they, and, they, and they talking, whatever. I don't know what they're talking, but they're talking <laughs> to each other, brother. And anything is Latin. And Augie's whistling. And, and it's just, you know, one of those moments that, man, I wish somebody had a recording of it. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, that's a gem. It's a gem in my oh, career. Oh, man. Yeah, oh. It's so cool, man. And Parasa does this. Once we hit, he does this, bro. He does the meerkat, man. <laughs> he does that, man. He does a he does a meerkat. <laughs> wow, and he just 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 nails it, bro. That's so that, cool. Yeah, and Kolbaka's dad had so much charisma too. Oh yeah, yeah. When he's on stage, oh yeah. Just like, yeah, hey, sorry, same concert, man. Yeah, we're playing a nice slow song. So, I think I came off the stage. No, no, I was on stage. But it's after the show. So Duke, Dukey is running the sound for us. Oh yeah. yeah. So I play Nani Kawaii. All of a sudden, yeah. He's <laughs> Augie, bro. Augie's whistling. And he's like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so after the show, I go to do it. Duke tell me, bro, he turned his mic off because I thought it was feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> That's a good story. Was Lopaka's awesome. dad like, like Lopaka where he's making all these different jungle songs? Oh yeah. Too? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think yeah. maybe more. More. So? Yeah. 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 He was good, man. Yeah. yeah. He learned he a lot good. from his dad, man. Yeah. A lot of a lot of influence. Hey, um, I also wanted to ask you. You're like one of the few people I know that is truly bilingual. Why? Because. Because depend and and you. Oh, you I thought flow. you was gonna say buy something else. No, 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 no not, not that kind. Of buy. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I marvel at the way that you, you weave, you interweave between pigeon, like hard pigeon, and then you go straight to speaking American standard English. It's, it's amazing. It's kind of cool to, to listen to, because you really do. You, you flow through it like I, I don't think I've ever oh, heard no, anybody. Oh no, I'm complex. Now I'm gonna be listening for that. That's what I mean. See, no, I but it's, know. it's, it's interesting because. While you were talking, well, you know, when we grew up, we learned how to drive standard and automatic. Yeah? So <laughs> sometimes you gotta go automatic, and sometimes you gotta go standard. Bro. But I was, what was interesting was, as as I was listening to you tell the stories, I was like, okay, where's the part where he shifts and he goes into pigeon, and then where's the part where you lay back and and all of a sudden it, you're speaking in in American standard English? It's, I, don't, it's I don't even realize. No, that. No, no, and you don't know, and that's one of the coolest things is you don't even realize you're doing it, and I don't mean to draw attention no, 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 to no, it, it's, it's but cool. it's. It's really neat. It's neat to listen to because not everybody can do that. It, well, you, you know do the I mean? same thing. Well, I know, but I'm weird. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, but... And who isn't on this table, man? I know. I know. Well, but, you know, I mean, what when I... When you're what strange. I know. But when you're strange. I think it's, it's one of the things that allows you to do the music that you do as well because you're, like you were saying, right, you're able to take this... Hawaiian sensibility and put it into a song that's technically contemporary yeah. and being able to flow like that 
right? With no, it's a talent. With no sort of barriers is a talent. Mm. And the fact that you can now I understand why it's, I guess technically easier. It seems like it's easier for you to do, because you can actually make it happen while you're doing it. Kind of it's not, you know what I mean? Like I it's not, yeah. You're not even trying, yeah. right? You're mm-hmm. just like, oh. Well, so you know, I mean, maybe the answer is I. I think you know, in one of. Um, in one of Israel Kabakavivoli's recordings, I don't know what it is, but he's talking. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's on Facing Future. And he, he comes up to a part where he talks about um, his brother. Mm. And he talks about, hey, you know, if I was to die today, I'm good, you know, keep the stool warm yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But in that, in that, I believe it's now when he says, I don't, know, I don't know if you guys can understand, but us, we live on both sides. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. You know, and that's yeah. kind of like where that comes from, you know, just being, um, yeah, we got to live on both sides, I guess. Uh-huh. But, you know, there's a time to, I guess, turn it on and a time to. But it's kind of cool because you've, you've embraced that. Whereas, you know, a lot of a lot of kids who from West Side or whatever, right, they don't, they haven't embraced it. Or as we get farther along, that ability to switch to code switch between the two things yeah it gets yeah. it gets to be kind of a lost art and I, I don't know how we get the kids to to i mean my own kids they can't speak pigeon to save their lives neither can john's kids oh, yeah, right but that ability to code switch that ability to go between that local thing that you need to do right sometimes yeah and that uh American thing that you need to do sometimes <laughs> is is an interesting you know yeah. it's, it's fascinating yeah. and I and I yeah. I'm trying to figure out how we get the kids yeah. to do that because I think it's an important skill that you should well, have you know my my mom my mom always um, especially when it came time for getting to Kamehameha <laughs> you know you have to speak good English so you know we practice I'm not practice but we we tried so I I have a little bit of coaching up you know my father had big hands so. <laughs> <laughs> especially being an entertainer yeah in Waikiki right. or from yeah. Hawaii right. and going to the mainland you gotta be able to switch it on right. and off right. you know right. that's, part that's, of that's how you relate to your, yeah. your that's audience. part of it too you know? yeah. yeah but I'll, I'll I'll shoot the pigeon at the Aulani oh yeah <laughs> I mean they kind of like oh, it that's you know? yeah. Yeah. God yeah. over there right it's a little you know yeah. it's yeah. a little and it's, it's kind of funny because if you do it right I mean, they they could catch on what you you know what you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, right? Those words that we use, you know, to describe things, you know, like well, there. I, I mean, I can't. It doesn't come to me now, but and that's know. what I mean. I mean, that 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 talent that you have for doing that to to bring people into that world that we inhabit here, right? Is something uh-huh. is 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 something because uh-huh. you you cannot do that. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody has this ability to do that. Some people push it so hard that it they get lost yeah, miss. right yeah miss. yeah yeah miss. but you you can glide through it and go and then whoop you pull it back out and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah, you yeah. you're doing the english thing again and i'm like wow that's well, so why tricky. do you think your kids didn't pick up pigeon when you're talking pigeon around the um house? because their mom doesn't speak pigeon that much but also too i mean they go to school and the kids at school speak pigeon they just don't right but i i mean i i i think i was fortunate in that um when I when I started doing the shows with you, right? I mean, you had to speak pigeon. If you couldn't speak pigeon in Lisa's shows, yeah, you get out. Of, you you're not in the right, show right, because right, right, you, right. right, people right. are not going to understand what you're saying. Right. But at the same time, we learned a pigeon that's very theatrical. So the the ability to kind of to float on that edge of being um, being local enough that 
that local people get it. Well, it was enunciated pigeon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For so, stage, it, but it's know? very, it's very yeah. interesting. Um, to that's why it's always fun to hear people who can, kind of, kind of do mm. that. You know, and yeah, it's a lost know. art. Yeah, I just, I mean, I grew up with being around a lot of older people. Yeah, you know, just in our gatherings and stuff. So yeah. I, 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 I guess that that, that kind of stuff I've retained, but. You know, one plus one went right out the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> what you know, way, way to put the period, the comma, the quote, no, that went out the door. You know, you gotta see me. You gotta see my post, bro. I don't know if period, comma, what. I just make one big long sentence. Wait, that's because, the way to do it. Yes. Once yep. upon a time, the Hawaiian language didn't have kako and okina. It was just written. You had to know where the thing went. Oh, so I always. Wow. That's my cop out. Is that what it is? Uh, I I I'll show. I, I have a uh, songbook from Niihau. There's no glottum. There's no marks. Mm, no yeah. kidding. No more. No more. The, wow. the original language never have. Yeah. They even have is when they decided to write it. Yeah. Then those oh, things were to. put in so that they could make. The you know, the representation so it could be sound. correct. Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah, that you yeah, could yeah. speak it correct. So they put a mark to say that. Oh, this is where you know. Ah uh-uh. ah. Oh, okay. You know, but okay. in 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 that. In that himeni, in that book, it's about like this. The words are just written out. In wow. the one, no one, there's no marking, zero. No marking, and I don't think, it, if I remember right, it was just words. Really? And the, the melody is all over here. No kidding. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that book, that black book. Wow, it's that's a cool. fat little black book, man. It's, yeah. So I always cop out on that. I say, well, if the Hawaiians never have to put glado, I ain't putting nothing. Run them one big one. Hey, you pause when you like pause, bro. You gotta take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> so Dell, we're coming to that time. The wind man. Just gonna we're coming to that time when the wind blows really strongly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. And the editing, but um, if you were stranded on a desert island oh, for the rest yeah. of eternity. And you could only take three albums with you. Cannot be a best of album. Oh yeah. So the only thing you could listen to for the rest of eternity. What three albums would you take with you? Ooh. Richard Cowie. Hmm. Take that. That's old school. The Four Amigos. Take that. And <laughs> you guys. You've never heard uh, of Four Amigos? I've heard of the Three Amigos. I'm assuming you're talking about uh, the original Makaha Sons. Oh, wait, no. no that's five. Not but Three Amigos. No, that's the, that's the movie. No, no that's the, the Four Amigos. I don't know who the Four you Amigos You've got to go are. listen to that, man. It's a combination of like that flamenco stuff. Oh, really? Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah those guys yeah. did like Mr. Sandman. Oh, really? And they do like Elena. Oh, wow. But it's really fast. It's just real. Here we are thinking he's pulling our leg and he's actually serious. It is, it is, it is. It's the Four Amigos. And let's see. You know, this is a tough one. What would I take for the third one? Okay, so I did. I did Richard Cowie. That's tough. Four Amigos. Just to liven things up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Influential albums that... That turn on is so many people, man. (laughs) You know what? If I gotta say, gonna be um, gonna be the Hui Ohana, the first album. 
Oh, okay. yeah. All right. That was like a game changer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Got a sure. lot of those, yeah? Yeah. 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 But yeah, Richard Cowley, man, I still got Pavel the comes up a lot on yeah. this channel. Yeah. 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 I mean, they just kind of were, you know, Nicky Boy and Ledward, just that, that, that combo between the, the bass and the guitar and just yeah. them being brothers. Mm. You, cannot, you, you, you cannot copy that movement, you know, all that anticipatory stuff. It's uh -huh, like, uh -huh. it's crazy, man. Yeah. Because Nicky, Nicky Boy played lead bass, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah, was, he was yeah, busy but never sound busy yeah no you're right you're right you're right you know he mm. was busy but didn't sound busy That's and cool. even led he's playing lead through the whole song great yeah <laughs> but but it sounds good I yeah. mean, and then and then the, and the drama is dennis he's doing it do, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know he's just he's, he's a drama man he's the yeah. high hat man yeah yeah you're right right you know and and then you know, I think Bill Morata said he, it's like one of the only groups that he could record live. Mm, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, they have the live from Tahiti album, right? Yeah. It, everything sounds perfect. Yeah. Mm. Unbelievable. I heard them live, man, in, in the oh, Haiti. Wow. Oh, yeah. Raw. Unbelievable. Just magic, man. Just. Wow. And, you know, here we are. <laughs> here yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. Here it comes. <laughs> Well, we will hear a little bit from Dell in a minute yes. on our Patreon. Yes. So for hey. those of you who are sticking around, yeah. get ready for that. Otherwise, we're going to say bye to our YouTube channel. Uh, have a good weekend. We'll see you later. Yeah. Bye.